Whether it's her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct has everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. Cable news is ripping us apart, dividing the nation, making it impossible to function as a society and to know what is true and what is false. The good news is that they're failing and they know it. That is why we're building something new. Be part of creating a new, better, healthier, and more trustworthy mainstream by becoming a Breaking Points premium member today at breakingpoints.com. Your hard-earned money is going to help us build for the midterms and the upcoming presidential election so we can provide unparalleled coverage of what is sure to be one of the most pivotal moments in American history. So what are you waiting for? Go to breakingpoints.com to help us out. Well, guys, a very troubling sign of the times here. Uh, In New York City, they are running a PSA to tell residents how to prepare in the event of a nuclear attack. Let's take a listen. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how or why. Just know that the big one has hit, okay? So what do we do? There are three important steps that I want you to remember. Step one, get inside fast. You, your friends, your family, get inside. And no, staying in the car is not an option. You need to get into a building and move away from the windows. Step two, stay inside. Shut all doors and windows. Have a basement? Head there. If you don't have one, get as far into the middle of the building as possible. If you were outside after the blast, get clean immediately. Remove and bag all outer clothing to keep radioactive dust or ash away from your body. Step three, stay tuned. Follow media for more information. Don't forget to sign up for Notify NYC for official alerts and updates. And don't go outside until officials say it's safe. All right, you've got this. I mean, for you and I, we did not grow up in the Cold War era, so this feels so strange and so foreign. But there, I mean, 
it's not an accident that this type of messaging to the public is coming at a time when we are in a proxy war with a nuclear arm superpower. And so it's not crazy for them to be putting this out there. I just love when, how she opens it. So there's been a nuclear attack. Don't ask me how. Don't oh, I'm like, wait, I <laughs> do have a lot of questions. <laughs> the big one I'm is I'm like, fair. how? Why? How long? <laughs> you know, though, to the extent, I mean, I think, and I hate to say this, I'm also not a disaster expert. From what I have read, a lot of this is cope. Like, for example, I live near the Pentagon. I live two miles from the Pentagon. If there's a nuclear attack, I'm done. I'm going to be dust. That's just how it goes. New, New, New York City, also, you're, it's probably just— if you Could live be in one a, of those little tactical nuclear weapons, soccer, that even they a, say even are a no big deal. Nuke, even a tactical <laughs> nuke with their yield and all of that. I've looked into this. I've looked at the whole, like, thing. Unless you live, like, seven, eight <laughs> miles away from a major metropolitan area from an obvious target, like the White House, Pentagon, and all this other that we live around here. Or same in New York City. I guess if you live in the most outer of the boroughs— Sure, you can listen. But otherwise, it doesn't actually matter. So if you live in a non-metro area, yeah, I think this probably applies to you. But it is weird. I mean, I've never seen anything like this in my entire lifetime. Obviously, yeah. you know, we both grew up in the post-Cold War era, really, yeah. uh, in terms of our formative years. So yeah. this this is just, this is something that you think about from the Barry Goldwater ad from against LBJ. But now it's real. I mean, at the same time, I don't know how much of this is even necessary. I guess it's probably like a box checking thing from a safety perspective that they have to put this out there. Uh, yeah, I don't know what the decision making process yeah. was. They said this, so this came from the New York City Emergency Management Department and in their press release they said, while the likelihood of nuclear weapon incident occurring in or near New York City is very low, it's important New Yorkers know the steps to stay safe. I mean, I think you're right. And I uh, oftentimes I think a lot of these drills are sort of security theater. I mean, even you see it in like, Uvalde and what happened there right. with well, remember kids. It's Hawaii? like they had they had drilled, they had like planned and prepped and drilled and whatever, but hiding under a desk when there's a madman with an AR fifteen and doesn't is not gonna help you. Remember Hawaii when they got that false yeah they thought they only had like twenty five minutes or whatever. People were freaking out. Like people were Tulsi Gabber talked a lot about that. Yeah, but this is the thing. They had twenty five minutes because they're in Hawaii, because they're in the middle of the ocean. I mean for the rest of us, like flight time, you know, it's not that long. I also question maybe I'm a conspiracy theorist. I don't actually think they would tell us. I think they would just let it happen. Um because I mean, what, what, what's going to happen? You have mass panic for like nine minutes before everything goes. I think they would just let it happen. And whoever the highest decision makers or whatever would be rushed, you know, to the extent that it's even possible, would rush into a bunker or whatever, Stratcom. Room to um, contemplate. I mean, the. the I, I do not the think they would tell us. Maybe I'm crazy. I, I just don't think they would. The life yeah. preservation would be obviously not in the immediate blast zone. But if you're, you know, in the area yeah. where you're on the borderline of whether the radiation is going to mm -hmm. kill you or not, that's the area where, like, this kind of advice of stay in the middle of the room, close the doors yes. and, you know, cover the floors, like the cracks into the, the room and whatever, where that could ultimately save your life or prevent serious illness. But yeah. I encourage people to go and look at the photos of the Bikini Atoll site or any from the Soviet Union. I don't think people really understand what thermonuclear weapons look like, like what those blast zones and the whole, like it's insane. Maybe we can put something in post-production. We can overlay this on top because people need to understand like what the hell we're talking about. Know, the, these bombs are more powerful than that one. The U.S. Yeah. government for yeah. decades covered up the uh, footage, uh, the, the, the oh, yeah. um, historical record of the bombs that we dropped in Japan mm -hmm. of what that looked like and what that did to the populations. I mean, that is really quite recent that, that um, those videos and images have been made public at all. Um, so, yeah, it's, it's, 
I forget whose book I was reading. I think it was Annie Jacobson, where she describes in detail like what it was like for the guys who were at the nuclear test site because they were put inside like a bunker to like see what it would be like. It, it was insane. Also, there was like some Japanese tanker or whatever which got vaporized because they didn't know how big the bomb was going to be, and everybody on board just died uh, as a result. Anyway, nuclear war is not a joke. Um, yeah. I think it was. I think it might have been Chomsky who was talking about you know in this uh, war with Russia mm-hmm. that. He was concerned because you have a lot of young people who haven't had this, like, didn't grow up with this visceral fear and concern over nuclear war. But, you know, if you look at the polling on this, it's actually young people who are the most dovish and the most dissatisfied with the hawkish direction that the Biden administration has taken us in with regard to that um, war. But, yeah, I mean, these are— this is something that our parents' generation really thought about and dealt with and lived with in a visceral way that now, yeah, we do have to, even as you say, I think a lot of this is like security theater and yeah. cope. It is a new like reality and possibility that I think the news media needs to grapple with more seriously as we uh, continue our disastrous policy in Ukraine. Yeah, I agree. All right, guys, you're getting a little bit of a preview of what uh, GOP governance in Washington here might look like if they are able to win the House. Let's go ahead and throw this up on the screen. Congressman Andy Biggs wants to investigate the absurd claims that are made in Dinesh D'Souza's 2000 Mules (laughs) movie. Let me read to you from this letter from this moronic person. Um, By the way, I did, you know, complete breakdown on the claims in that movie for you to check out. The bottom line is it's like, uh, the initial data is ridiculous to start with. Then they make all sorts of insinuations mm-hmm. and allegations based on this ridiculous data. Then they show videos of people putting ballots in the ma- in a mailbox, which there are perfectly legal and legitimate reasons why they may be doing that. They never show, because allegation, oh, it's all these mules who are just ballot drop, ballot harvesting and ballot dropping. Um, but they never actually show a single instance of the same person dropping off multiple times. Yeah. The whole thing is based on nothing. Let's just keep it at that. So here's a bit of the letter. Um, he says, the Committee on Oversight and Reform should immediately hold hearings to investigate the potential illegal activities revealed in the documentary film 2000 Mules. The film exposes potentially widespread illegal activities related to the 2020 election by using geolocation information to identify thousands of individuals who delivered thousands of illegally harvested ballots to drop boxes in five states. He goes on to insinuate that you had 54,000 individuals delivering votes to at least five drop boxes each in these four states. This is all complete and total nonsense. But, you know, the Republican Party has indulged this sort of rhetoric and not tamped it down. You now have a majority of the Republican base that believes the election was stolen, um, some significant portion of which are bought into these, you know, insane claims made in this ridiculous movie that is just about lining the pockets of Dinesh D'Souza ultimately. And so are they going to be able to easily tamp down these types of, you know, desire to go in in Mm -hmm. this type of direction once they actually are in control of the House? You know what the funniest thing is, is that I actually think there should be, uh, I think it should be a hearing, you know? Let's see how bull, like, we already know it's bullshit. Let's see how bullshit. Let's go. Honestly, it's not a bad idea. Just be like, okay, guys, let's take a face value. Let's call this cell phone data and then based upon edited videos of legal people dropping off ballots, fine, let's actually 
actually investigate. I'm actually a fan of that. Every one of these stupid ass audits, Arizona and mm-hmm. forward, has only made the election system less safe. Also, the lasting impact of this, which I actually find troubling, is that ballot drop boxes are going to be illegal in yeah. some states, which is ridiculous. Like, why? Again, it's totally legal. You could call me a squitch if you want. I know people from Oregon and other states where they have full mail-in voting. It works actually pretty well, and people like it there because it increases turnout. Anyway, so there's a lot to be said for it. Also, there's no evidence that expanding uh, voting to people who are traditional non-voters wouldn't actually outright help Republicans. So this is a deep idiocracy paranoia that is... Actually, I really do think should be engaged seriously almost. So I'm glad you did your monologue on 2,000 Mules. Yeah. People need to know how bullshit these claims are. Yes. Because they are so ridiculous. Well, like, there was yeah. uh, there was a bit of an investigation in Georgia because a lot yeah. of the claims in 2,000 right, Mules centers it. on Georgia. Right. And, yeah, they have these videos of people. So in Georgia, um, quote-unquote ballot harvesting is illegal, mm-hmm. except you can turn in ballots for family members. I was say and that, you yeah. can turn in ballots for people if you're, like, in a long-term care facility. Right. People who are unable to get there and you're the caretaker, you're caregiver, you're allowed to do that as well. So there are these very clear instances where it's legal to turn in multiple ballots. And there were a couple of these scenes of surveillance video that really went viral where people thought, oh, these people are acting weird or crazy or that's a lot of ballots they're dropping off or whatever. Mm -hmm. Georgia investigated some of these individuals and guess what? It was exactly what the legal provisions allow for. It was, they have a big family that they were turning in for. They were caregivers that they were turning in for. So it was completely legitimate but just, you know, the, the allegation was made completely wildly. The data that it's based on is so silly and ridiculous and absurd. I mean, Bill Barr even was making fun of this, yeah. making fun of this he thing laughing at as it. well, literally <laughs> laughing and, and mocking it. So you're right. Maybe they should investigate I think it. They just should. So, I mean, not that people who are hardcore believers. It won't do this, anything. There's no evidence that will convince them. It won't do anything. But let's say 5%. I think it's worth it. I think it's worth it. Uh, you know, look, people are swayed very easily by all kinds of stuff. So fine, take it seriously. I mean, we took every single one of those stupid yeah. ass lawsuits seriously, yeah, which did. I didn't even want to, frankly, at the time. It took a lot of time, like, oh, a lot bullshit. of effort. <laughs> oh, in Michigan. But it's like, you know, we're like, okay, I respect people. You know, they think the thing was stolen. Like, let's go through it. But what I've learned after the two years is never enough. They believe it based on faith in Trump alone. Fine. There's nothing you can say in order to convince these people. So I've honestly kind of written it off at a certain point. Like, I'm not saying that I... Uh, I'm not saying I won't keep trying to like reach out and, and convince otherwise, but it's exhausting at a certain point. Yeah. It really is just to see the conspiracy nonsense. At a certain point, I'm just like, look, I don't want to engage with this anymore because it's just not even useful. Yeah. Like you're not, you're not going to, you only believe one thing because you believe it. And okay. That's fine. You know, but, but don't pretend otherwise. Well, it'll be interesting right. to see uh, the Republican Party does sort of become the dog that catches the car and mm. ends up in power, what they choose to I would do. like it. Yeah. I would love to see them. I'd love to see them grapple with like, wait, there's no facts. Now what do we do? <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah, good luck with that. A fun moment between Elon Musk and Stephanie Rule over at MSNBC. Let's go ahead and put this up there on the screen. So Elon tweeted out a meme of Hunter Biden saying, Hunter Biden, anytime he does crack with a bunch of cameras around him. There is a mystifying amount of footage, by the way, from Hunter, which I don't particularly understand. Uh, but anyway, he replies, or she replies, quote, imagine the positive impact that you could have on the world if you use the extraordinary amount of influence and power you have to spread decency, kindness, and positivity. And he replied, Imagine if MSNBC did that, which- True to both. True True to both. both. 
True to both, indeed. And this is always a problem with the decency mongers, so quote unquote, who think they are from CNN or MSNBC, whatever they try. They stoop to the lowest levels and bring utter trash to everybody else whenever it's to an ideology or somebody that they support. And yet, if somebody else does it, then they go after them. It's like, guys, this is why all of it is bad. And they have no ground to stand on when they try and police other people's tone. Yeah. I mean, from the P-tape network, like, shut up. Like, oh, <laughs> yeah, it's like, you're you're going to go after people? Oh, you're never trafficking in decency? I mean, look, I don't have no problem with Stephanie Rule personally outside of her Park Avenue oh, uh, comment, moment. which I wear a bike. That was a great That worked my moment. damn butt off at Deutsche Bank. Okay. Uh, <laughs> but beyond my beef with that one moment, I think in general that the network itself has no ground to stand on for promoting decent Harvey Weinstein, man, Jeffrey, I can go down the list, you know, for all of this. I'm sure you could as well, having worked there. I don't live on Park yeah. Avenue, but pretty, I live pretty close, and yeah. I worked my butt off to get there. Yes. It was like after Joe Biden said one halfway decent right, thing, and right. that was the thing that she yes. was outraged about. Yeah, I mean, listen— I'm not an Elon Musk fan. There's no, uh, I don't think anyone has any doubt about that at this point. It was a stupid meme. Like, mm-hmm. why are you getting all pearl clutchy about it? That's the thing that's so irritating about these people is they're all full of moral righteousness and, you know, indignation and pearl clutching about all of these breaches of decorum and people not conducting themselves in the manner they see fit. But yeah, they don't want to turn the lens back on themselves. And think about the huge platform that they have, this yes. gigantic channel with all kind. well, this gigantic in terms of the budget, not so much in terms of the viewing audience, but they have a lot of cultural power and it doesn't seem to occur to them the way that they have failed to use that in a way that would benefit the country. Yeah, I completely agree. Little update on something that we have been tracking, mm-hmm. which is the fall off in news consumption of all sorts, but especially oh, mainstream so news consumption. These numbers are yeah. pretty extraordinary. Let's go ahead and put this up on the screens from um, Axios, our friend Sarah Fisher over there, as well as Neil Rothschild. Uh, change in news engagement from the first half of 2021 to the first half of 2022. The first number is stunning. Social media interactions with news articles are down 55 percent dropped by half. Cable news primetime viewers down about 20%. News media app sessions down 16%. Who uses news media apps anyway? Unique visits to yeah. top five news sites down 18%. So basically by every metric, um, people are engaging less with news. I mean, first of all, I think it's just depressing. The news is extremely depressing. War inflation, societal decline, mm-hmm. all of that. It's, I'm sure, feels better to just kind of tune it down and bury your head in the stand and live your, live your life um, is one thing. But, I mean, also this tracks with the continued decline in trust of any of these news organizations. So it's like even if you want to ultimately get informed, you don't necessarily feel like in the cable news prime time you're going to get what you need in order to be informed. Of course, absolutely. So the social media interaction being down 20, uh, 50%, cable down 19%, the news media and the unique visits to all those sites. Just so people know, we're actually doing better than ever here. I actually just checked our data. And I just think it, again, testifies to if you're going to focus on shit that people don't care about, not only don't care about, but are trying to force them to care about in lieu of very specific, concrete, hard problems in their lives, they're going to tune you out. 
Trump was a benefactor because he was such a spectacle that cable and others could draw you in because some people just couldn't look away. With Biden, that's gone. Now you actually really have to fight to figure out, not even what people care about, what is the problem in your life? And when you do more packages, that's a cable word, on January 6th and all that, than you do on inflation, you're a joke of a news company. Like, name another news organization outside of Fox, which is only doing it to dunk on Biden, Mm -hmm. that is talking as much as we do here about housing, inflation, and systemic problems. Do we do fun segments? Yeah, for fun. Uh, but their fun segments are their whole shows. Yeah. They don't really focus on anything. So it's not a surprise to me. And their fun at segments all. are not very fun. That's yeah, the their fun problem. segments aren't so fun. <laughs> it's not even entertaining. Yeah, they don't so even have fun. They, that's, that's the other, other issue. <laughs> they don't have fun over there. They all hate each other. You know, they're all they're all trying to like get the primetime slot. And then even once you get there, yeah. they're like pissed off. For it is reason. very doggy dog. Yeah. I mean, that is one thing that is so much better in the digital media realm is it is much less of a zero sum game. Yes. It really is additive yes. um, and a much better environment in that way. It's funny. I was actually reading uh, New York Times has a new breakdown of like how much voter apathy there is and how much voter disgust there is and distrust in our democracy Mm -hmm. and feeling like our institutions are failing and all of that. They interviewed this woman who they tried to make sound like a crank. Um, She's uh, Jacqueline Beck Manheimer. She's an independent who's voted for third party candidates. They say that she, this is is their quote. She said her news diet consisted of YouTube shows that presented stories they claim the mainstream media is ignoring, including the channel of Russell Russell Brand, an actor who has become a prominent purveyor of coronavirus conspiracy theory. So that's the way they present it. And then they go on to, to explain what her views are. And she has like the most accurate view of American politics that you can imagine. Uh. She says, She's upset about the Supreme Court's rollback of abortion rights. Members of Congress who took corporate campaign contributions and increased the size of the defense budget, profits that pharma companies make in selling coronavirus vaccines to the federal government. She says the government's problem would be easier to solve if the news media were not invested in sowing division among Americans. Quote, it's the media who stokes the culture war. It's all a provocation to distract us from what's really going on. And what's really going on is nothing but big businesses and their money. So... Sounds to me like the YouTube diet is uh, working out for her because that seems like a pretty accurate assessment. Yeah, show me the lie, folks. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And that's the view of the world that you are not going to get in any of those mainstream sources. So there's a reason why people are tuning them out because they're completely inadequate to actually explain the root causes of what is going on right now, the reasons we have the societal decline, the the real bedrock reasons we have inflation, how both parties got us into this place. And so they have nothing to offer that is actually relevant to people's lives right now. Very true. All right, guys, more for y'all later. I'm Tamika D. Mallory. And it's your boy, my son, the general. And we are your hosts of TMI. And catch us every Wednesday on the Black Effect Network, breaking down social and civil rights issues, pop culture, and politics in hopes of pushing our culture forward to make the world a better place for generations to come. Listen to TMI on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. That's right. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
Hey, everybody. Welcome to Across Generations, where the voices of Black women unite. I'm your host, Tiffany Cross. Tiffany Cross. Join me and be a part of sisterhood, friendship, wisdom, and laughter. We gather a seasoned elder, myself as the middle generation, and a vibrant young soul for engaging intergenerational conversations, prepare to engage or hear perspectives that literally no one else has had. Listen to Across Generations podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 